When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone's having a prosperous week. If uh, you are new to Sustainable Success, again, you can find us also on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. There you can find many of our great guests that we've had in the past speaking on topics that are relevant to not only your personal business, but also your personal life. Again, here at Sustainable Success, we believe that your life and business go together. And what you do in, in both will make the difference in the terms of the outcomes that you desire uh, in your per- business and your personal life. So our today's sponsor of our show is Empowered Fathers in Action, or EFA Movement. They are a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process. They also are working uh, to re- establish better communication and with in, uh, families to build interdependent environments that will lend to more interdependent communities and interdependent business. This organization is doing wonderful things to really help families to go from a codependent environment to an interdependent environment, and thus that carries out into the community and into business to create uh, better situations and outcomes for all. Today, we're going to be having our guest, Bob Sager. We're going to be talking about 10 ways you can create your own successful ideas. And again, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about different ways that you can create new ideas to not only build a better business for yourself, but also to create a better life. And again, before I introduce Bob to the show, I would like to give a little background about Bob. Bob is the founder of Spearpoint Solutions, LLC. Bob's professional background includes over three decades of experience in sales, leadership, and training. He uses that experience and innovative thinking to develop business strategies that help organizations get unstuck. He also facilitates training on the methods of thinking more creatively that can help any business or nonprofit thrive in today's economy. Among other accomplishments, Bob is the inventor of the innovative creative idea, D's game, What's the Big Idea?, author of the personal achievement book, Discovering Your Greatness, A Higher Level of Thinking and Actions Guide, and the book of Innovative Strategies, How to Create Them, 101 Freaking Brilliant Business Ideas and 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own. So again, today we're going to be talking about 10 ways you can create your own successful ideas. And without further ado, we welcome Bob Sager to the show. Bob, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Chris. Good to be with you. It is a pleasure. So, Bob, the question I had was, when it comes to ideas, you know, what, what keeps people in terms of getting stuck when it comes to creating new ideas to either revamp, to modify their businesses, or to even start a business? Well, look, what happens, Chris, is just like every other area of life, people get into a comfort zone and sort of a loop in how they think about things. And once you're used to thinking about something in a certain way, that's how you continue to think about it unless you have a process or a stimulus that helps you see some other possibility. And, um, and it's hard to get out of that comfort zone by yourself. And uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, 
I found at least, it's important uh, to have different methods that you can use and different environments uh, to be in that help you uh, change the way you look at things. That's great. And what would you say, like, for somebody, again, you know, you know, when you think about ideas, I mean, these are the things that keep businesses moving forward. You look at the, you know, the companies like Apple's of the world that, you know, Steve Jobs and, and his team, what they've done and how they were able to come up with the ideas uh, with the iPhone and the iPod at the time and really create new experiences. Talk a little bit about the process, you know, what it takes to really develop new ideas. You talk about, like, thinking processes. And so talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of times people tend to get in their own way and to kind of overanalyze things. Well, there's no question that they do. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of people are under the impression that they're not creative. And, and I think there are a couple of different reasons for that, Chris, but what I found is that those people who, who believe they're creative are, and those who don't think they are, aren't. Uh, but the reality is we're all born creative thinkers. It's just that we have experiences in life and we're told different things that have a tendency to squelch that. I think uh, oftentimes formalized school is uh, kind of a, a villain when it comes to that because they give you the notion that there's one answer and there, there's one right answer. And, and, and why is it the right answer? Because that's the one that's on the test, right? Yeah. And, and the other thing that I think is we have a tendency to get told that there are quote-unquote creatives, and then there are the rest of us. And when people talk about creatives, they're talking about people who practice uh, and have some skill and talent at artistic creativity of some sort. Designers, artists, uh, people can write a novel, that kind of thing. And yet, that's only one narrow part of creativity. But when you, if you're not a good artist, and I can personally relate to this one, if you're not a good artist, uh, I remember four decades ago, a little over four decades ago now, in seventh grade art class, they were trying to teach us to do calligraphy. And I think calligraphy is beautiful. Um, but no matter how hard I tried, Chris, even with a calligraphy pen, I could not make those letters look right. And as a result, in my mind... I had decided I wasn't a creative person. And it took some significant changes in my life, some different experiences, some different exposure to things, to realize I'm a super creative individual. Right? But, it's, but it took me a long time to overcome that notion that yeah. I had uh, adopted uh, early on. It's like what I, what I think is that, you know, when you were talking about that, Bob, is, you know, and I, this is something I get involved in. It, you know, a lot of times it can be our just, like, not only how we've been conditioned growing up, but our own limited beliefs. So I think that's so, so, so true uh, when you, when you, what you talked about. And a lot of times when we're just able to just kind of let our minds be free that, and just, just to be present, that a lot of times this is when these ideas just come naturally to you. You know, when you, when you try not to force it and overanalyze it. So, 
talk a little bit about some of the things that, you know, you, obviously you work with, you know, businesses and, and business leaders in this particular area. Talk a little bit about some of the concepts that you've used to help people really embrace this process, to really, you know, tap into their, their inner being, so to speak, to, you know, unlock these, these ideas that are, have always been inside of them. Sure. One of the things that you mentioned in the opening there was that I invented a, uh, an innovative, creative thinking game called What's the Big Idea? And, you know, we found that that process of simply playing a game where you're combining two random words together, and that's the first technique that's mentioned in a book called combinatory play. Um, when you're combining two random words together, usually nouns, um, and, you, and you're using those words to come up with, the, the direction is to come up with an idea for a new product, a new service, or a new business. And would you mind if I give you a quick example from the game? Oh, please do. Absolutely. Our audience does love, uh, you know, like, you know, different ways to kind of visualize this. So, Absolutely. Sure. Well, and that's a, you, you use an excellent word there because people think in pictures rather than words. So if I say the, if I say the word dog, you're not thinking about the image for the letters D, O, and G. You're thinking about a picture of a dog, probably a dog you're familiar with, maybe a dog you own. Now, the interesting thing about that is, Chris, uh, if I say dog to you, and I say dog to another person, the image that pops into their mind is completely different, right? Uh, but if I say the word kitchen, now a different image pops into your mind. You're thinking about probably your kitchen or a kitchen you're very familiar with. But if you start combining those things together, if I say the word dog and I combine that with kitchen, I say dog kitchen, well, whole new possibilities start to form, especially if you have a direction like come up with an idea for a new product, a new service, or a new business, or an improvement on something that already exists in the marketplace. And especially if I can look at those forward and backward, I say dog kitchen, kitchen dog. What does that make me think of? And if I have directed my mind to say, come up with an idea for a new product, service, or business, then it has a purpose. You've given it a purpose to work on with those combined images. And so the, what we found is that when people play that game, and they have a set of words to choose from, and they get three minutes to come up with an idea, and they're competing with another team, there's something magical about that combination where you've got some structure, where you've built fun into it um, and you've built some friendly competition into it, uh, there's just some amazing things happen. And people, quite frankly, they shock themselves at both the quantity and quality of ideas that they come up with playing that game. It's really fascinating. No, I think that that is, that is a great idea. I mean, you think about people get really involved when, it, when you make it fun. And that's one thing that where you, you allow people to drop their guard and to kind of just kind of relax. And when it's fun and it's relaxing, this is where it comes naturally. So I know I think that's a fabulous uh, way to get people 
to kind of get unstuck, so to speak. So we have a couple of minutes to the break, uh, Bob, and I wanted to see if you could maybe give a brief example of somebody that you maybe worked with. Not that you have to mention their name or a company name, but something where that really you really got them to come up with an idea that really made a difference in their business. Well, I can tell. I'll give you a recent example. We just did an event the other day uh, with a company that does a lot of work with nonprofits, and we did an event called Fundraising Reimagined. And at that event, we played that game. But what we did is we used another technique from the book uh, called Anchor Term, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit after the break. But the goal was to come up with new ideas on how these nonprofits could uh, do fundraising. And it was just astounding. And people, they, they really shocked themselves. And we must have come up in, in that one-hour event with probably 100 unique ideas. They're not all good, but they don't all have to be good. Wow, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. I think, and, and I think, you know, what you're, what you're saying here about this could apply to just any type of company. It doesn't have to be a small company. This can be a mid-sized company, a large company, uh, just about anything. And, you know, getting people to really kind of, uh, you know, in this case, think outside the box. I think this is fabulous. And I'm looking forward to it. I you know folks, anybody that's listening here that will be listening later as they listen to the on-demand version, we're going to be covering also the 10 ways you can create your own, which we're going to be learning from, from Bob here uh, after the break. So again, um, if you are new to Sustainable Success, again, you can check us out at Sustainable Success 2017 Facebook page. And again, uh, you're listening to Bob Sager, again, founder of Spearpoint Solutions, LLC, talking about the 10 ways you can create your own successful ideas. And again, uh, we're going to be learning more where you can find Bob a little bit later in the show. So come join us. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. 
You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. We're here with Bob Sager, founder of Spirit Point Solutions, LLC. Again, we're talking about 10 ways you can create your own successful ideas. This, again, is from his latest book, 101 Freaking Brilliant Business Ideas and 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own. So if you're just joining us, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the process to kind of get unstuck from creating ideas, and Bob gave a, a brief overview about that process using a few examples. Again, you can check that out later on our on-demand version. That will be available later today. So, Bob, you know, getting back, let's get into the book here you know, with some of these, these brilliant business ideas. I know we can't possibly discuss 101 here during the course of the show here with the time we have, but let's talk about some of the, you know, out of those 101, some of these top business ideas that, you feel would be compelling to the audience and how they can create their own. Right. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the methods in the book is uh, uh, called as a service slash as a product. And, you know, there's really a trend to creating things that make a, make cash flow more predictable and more sustainable for a business to take products that they offer and offer them as a service. Uh, you know, on a subscription basis. And, and so one of the notions, and it's pretty uh, fully expanded on in the book, is uh, pizza as a service. And, you know, for, for a company who sells pizza, there, there is a, uh, imagine how predictable it would be uh, in terms of cash flow if you had subscribers uh, who had multiple peer options on how many times per month any, anywhere from two up to probably a dozen. And for the subscribers, you know, there are benefits where they go to the front of the queue line when they order, as opposed to having to wait 45 minutes, they might get their pizza in 20. And uh, there are some bonuses, and people can read a little bit more about that in the book. But the, the method to use, if you're a business owner listening to this that sells products, is combine your product with that term as a service and begin to imagine ways that you could offer that as a subscription. And, and there are some questions in the book that, that help uh, clarify thinking on this. But how could you do that? In what ways could you offer your product as a service? And, and how could you make that so valuable that people would continue to subscribe to it? So that's, uh, that's one of the ideas. There's another idea in the book 
This is actually for a television show, Chris. Um, and in the two words that I combined to come up with this idea were destruction and entertainment. And so the, the notion is, is that people pay to be part of a, the, a demolition crew where I can tell you, especially guys, but I think some ladies would pay for this privilege too, would love the opportunity to swing a sledgehammer, bust up windows, tear out walls, just to take their frustration out, right? And if you can, uh, and if you can video the whole thing and, uh, and give them something to show their friends, you know, that, that could be an additional revenue source for a company that's in the construction or destruction business or demolition business. People sign a, uh, a waiver of liability before they go in, so you're covered insurance-wise. And uh, frankly, you wouldn't think that would be uh, fun, but it's kind of fun watching stuff getting broken up. <laughs> I guess there's, yeah, I mean, there could be some, obviously, letting a, a release, and it's an experience. And, you know, you kind of mentioned that in the, you know, the first example with the pizza, like how you can you know, really leverage something else other than the pizza itself to create an experience. And I think these are the things that really separate or in this way, I wouldn't, well, it doesn't necessarily have to mean separate, but, but make their product more compelling, more compelling in terms of the experience. And I think this is what I think is brilliant with what you're doing here. Uh, and, and look, if you're, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, go ahead. Please go ahead. And if you are going to have volumes worth of sales and you're going to have good margins on those sales, you've got to be perceived as not just like everybody else. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're uh, perceived as a commodity, well, then the consumer's just going to buy the cheapest one. If they're all the same, they're just going to buy the cheapest one. And that's your only basis for, for competing is price. That's a downward death spiral. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I think that is so, so true. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, some other ideas that you can share. Because I think they, you know, the ideas uh, that you're talking about, because we have a mix of so many different types of people that listen to the show. You know, we have uh, business leaders that can work for companies. We have entrepreneurs covering many different uh, products and services. Talk a little bit some other things that you feel that, that can really illustrate or create a vision that people can visualize how these ideas can really enhance their current business where they're at. Sure. Yeah, here's, here's a good one. Um, um, this is from the book. It's idea number 68. It's uh, a machine birthday card. And look, this strategy was originally developed for a company that sells office equipment, um, and but it can really work for any business that sells durable equipment, and it's a great method for following up. You mail a birthday card to the machine, care of the owner, of course. But here's the twist. These cards aren't sent once a year. Human years are converted into the machine's years based on its lifespan. In other words, we're told, you know, a dog... Uh, has uh, seven years worth of life for every human year. So let's say yeah. it's uh, for a copier. 
that might last five to seven years based on average use. Well, that copier might have a birthday every three or four months. And so the cards are sent, and they're age-related cards, Chris. So they show the machine getting progressively older through the use of these cards. It's a good subliminal reminder for the owners of that. Uh, But beyond the surprise and uniqueness of their machine getting a birthday card, whoever is sending them, you as the seller, you always make sure that the customers are looking forward to receiving the machine birthday cards by always including some sort of a value add, a discount on paper or toner if you're selling uh, office equipment. If you're selling vehicles, you know, it might be um, a discounted oil change or free oil change, or it might be a free tire rotation, something that adds a value and makes people not ignore when they get that either in uh, email or regular mail. I, I love that one. I mean, that, that just stands out. It's so compelling what you just described there. And you now you think about today, Bob, in today's world, we, you know, with technology, we have so many different ways that people can try to reach you. But the problem is there's a lot of noise out there. There's so many emails, there's newsletters, there's social media, there's texts. There's still your traditional phone calls, but, you know, every other phone calls from a telemarketer. And many people are conditioned to kind of shut down from this. So getting creative is so imperative now. And what you just described there with that one example really connects because if it's something that is going to not only add value but kind of aligns with the person that you're sending it to, they're more likely going to engage, especially if it's an influencer or a key decision maker, and you're going to definitely get his or her attention. So I, I love that, that one that you just shared. I think that is really, really uh, unique in terms of, uh, you know, getting people's attention. Any other ones that you think of that, you know, could resonate with, let's say, if you are a, let's just say a, 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 you are a service provider only. Maybe you don't have a product, but you're a service provider. Because we, we, we do have people on here that sell services, consulting services, those types of things. What could be some things sure. that could really stand out for them? Uh, let me, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, it could, from be any the book. it could be any service. It doesn't have to be consulting, but any service. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that I was going to share, um, was a, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the manuscript from the book and, uh, and I'm trying to see if there's one that, that would fit what you're asking for, as you can imagine. And if you feel there's another one, Bob, you want to talk about, that would be fine, because I think these are great, and that, we're going to encourage people to pick up your book later uh, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, because, uh, I mean, because again, 101, we can't go through all 101 here, but if there's another one that stands out for you, please, by all means, if that is better than the question I asked, that would be fine, because I think that, well, again, they, these, these examples are really are going to hit home. Sure. Well, one I like to would like to share with you is uh, this is idea number seventy out of the book, and this is uh, developed using uh, one of the methods called propose a completely ridiculous notion. And the idea is uh, a restaurant that doesn't serve food. And mm. <laughs> and to expand on that, 
What if there was a restaurant that opened with uh, a completely new concept that would serve no food? They would simply provide the space, the dishes, the utensils, and they would sell drinks. And one way that could work is patrons bring their choice of an appetizer, entree, or dessert, and the restaurant coordinates all that together. So all these different people that are coming into the restaurant, total strangers when they come in, but they're all bringing different parts of the meal, uh, sans the drinks. And the seating would be community style, and the atmosphere would be like a family meal where all the dishes are passed around the table. How lively would that conversation be? I mean, it might start with who made what and how the dishes were prepared, but it would really grow from there. Relationships would be built. Uh, Groups of people who initially found each other there could begin to make it a regular event. And look, for the person who's running this non-food restaurant, all of the low-margin, labor-intensive, and hard-to-manage parts of a traditional restaurant would be eliminated. Uh, And the income for them would be from a space usage fee and, of course, the sale of sodas, teas, juices, adult beverages, all of which have very large margins. That is, I think that is brilliant. You know, I I knew a guy, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I remember he was from New York, and he had a thing where he would bring people to his home. This started in his home, and originally when I guess they would have a venue for this. But it started off like as a big potluck. You know, people would bring their own dishes, and then exactly what you said, share these dishes, and it created conversation first around the dishes, and then it became, that conversation led to other things. And lo and behold, this led to, like, business partnerships, you know, other types of relationships and doing business with one another. It was incredible. Right. And I think this yeah. is something that what you just said is incredible. So, no, please, please elaborate. I, I have, I, I omitted one thing, and that is the name. And the, and the name that I came up with for that, Chris, is the Stone Soup Cafe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that could be, let's franchise that. <laughs> Listen, it's a workable concept, is it not? No, it absolutely is. I think, you know, again, what, what you alluded to there is, think about it, you know, a lot of times people will go to a restaurant, normally it's people they know one another, if they're going as, if it's a couple or a group of, fr- a, a couple friends, or if you get a group of colleagues together. But in this, in this, in this concept, you're bringing perhaps strangers, in this case, strangers together, but it's creating an experience. It's, it's opening up, uh, uh, channels of communication to get people to talk, uh, in this case, about the dishes, you know, that everyone is sharing. So I think it's a, it's a brilliant concept. Is it going to be for everyone? Well, maybe not, but definitely for certain people that are looking to network, to expand their level of influence, to, you know, potentially develop, uh, you know, new partnerships to do business and create new ideas. So this really, I think, is a brilliant concept. Uh, based upon, you know, for certain for types of people that are maybe, you know, are seeking something like this, but just don't know it yet. So I, I think it's fabulous. I think that's a, that is a great idea. I'm sure there are people listening right now that are taking notes. So, uh, they should be. Anything? Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely. So talk anything else, because we have a, about three minutes 
to our next break, and I wanted to see if any, you know, out of these 101, any others that you think that really stand out and could really, you know, get people to go, aha. I've got, a, I've got another one that uh, I think we can share in the time we have uh, left before the break. Um, and this one is called, just simply called City Parks. And it's, uh, the concept is to designate a tree or trees in the city park to be a giving tree on one weekend in the middle of summer. But rather than gift items, the tags on the tree are for various charitable donation amounts. Um, and on each tag is a scannable code, and the person who takes the tag scans it to donate. And then they can tell, take a selfie with the gift tag and share on social media as a challenge to their friends to come out and also take a tag from the giving tree. And corporate sponsors could be sought to provide food and drinks to everyone that comes out to participate on the weekend. There would be fun things to do for the kids like face painting and games. Make it a real community event. Um, and those could be an additional way to raise funds for the day. Wow. Wow, that is great. I love that. I love that. I mean, these are some brilliant ideas. Again, everybody, uh, you're going to want to check out uh, Bob's book, and we're going to learn, you know, we're going to find out more information where to find it. But again, uh, 101 freaking brilliant business ideas and 10 ways you can create your own. So again, uh, you know, if you're really kind of stuck in different, looking for different ways to connect with your audience, this is where you want to get this information. And Bob is sharing some great information with us today. So, um, in summary, Bob, you know, because we have about a minute, you know, to the break, talk about why, you know, why these types of ideas are so important more than ever in today's economy in terms of business. Well, look, uh, with the, and I think this is, these are not just relevant for business owners either. I think thinking in these ways is important for everybody and in, in a world of increasingly, uh, uh, increasing automation, especially with the advent of AI, there are a lot of jobs that are being done by human beings right now that aren't going to be done by people in the future, in the very near future. And so this skill set is going to be not a nice to have, it's a must have if you want to thrive. Yeah. No, so true. So true. I think, like I said, with all the noise out there and all these people getting bombarded with messages from all different channels, uh, you know, these are the things that are going to be really stand out and capture people's attention and, and get them engaged. It, it helps to create an experience about around your product and service, and I think it's great. So, again, uh, we're listening here again with uh, Bob Sager, again, founder of Spearpoint Solutions, LLC, 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own Successful Ideas. Again, these are all from his uh, latest book, 101 Freaking Brilliant Business Ideas and 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own uh, we'll be right back after break. There's more to come from Bob. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. 
You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, we're here with Bob Steger, uh, 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own Successful Ideas. Again, from his book, 101 Freaking Brilliant Business Ideas and 10 Ways to Create Your Own. Bob, you were just uh, some great examples on that last segment about creating new business ideas. I think uh, really got to stir a lot of our audience in terms of how they're thinking now to come up with some new ideas for their own. And I, and I believe once they get their hands on your book, which will let them know how to do so later, uh, that is going to really be a difference maker for them. So let's talk about some other methods from your book and what you do when you work with clients and how they can really you know, create new ideas uh, for themselves. Let's talk about some of those, sure. those other methods. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the... One of the techniques that people can, as soon as they finish listening to this, this doesn't really even take a whole lot of practice. Uh, there's a method in the book uh, that I simply call, how can I make money with this? And that question, it's amazing how that question can really empower the mind. And there's actually a little bit of a story behind that. Um, there's a kind of a famous speech uh, from late 1800s, early 1900s called Acres of Diamonds. Uh, The speech was written and given probably a couple thousand times by a gentleman named Russell Conwell, who was the founder of Temple University. And he actually used that speech and the fees that he earned from giving that speech, Acres of Diamonds, to start Temple University. And as part of that speech, one of the things that he told the audience was, your wealth is too near you, and that's why you can't see it. In fact, it's probably right in front of you. 
Well, on one occasion when he was giving this speech, there was a smart aleck guy in the audience, and there, this was an era where ladies and gentlemen both uh, all wore hats. Well, there was a lady sitting in front of him with this humongous hat that was kind of blocking his view, and he kind of jokingly said to the people sitting around him, if my wealth is right in front of me, it must be in that hat. <laughs> and so you know, every, everybody got a good laugh out of it. But look, what happened was that very statement got him thinking, what if my wealth is in that hat? And the more he thought about that, the more it weighed on his mind. And this guy who made that smart aleck comment went on to develop a better hat pen and ended up selling the patent on that hat pen for over a million dollars. Unbelievable. I mean, isn't it so ironic that something like that uh, could lead to what, you know, th- this, this million dollar idea? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. <laughs> incredible. So Chris, what, so, Chris, what I tell people is, with everything you see, with everything you encounter, with all the experiences that you have throughout your day, get in the habit of asking yourself that question. How can I make money with this? Because it will put your mind to work in ways that it wasn't, it wasn't previously working. And, and you'll begin to look for opportunities and you'll begin to see the opportunities that were there before but were invisible for you, for you because you weren't looking for them. That's true, and, and 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 I believe in that fullheartedly. I you know I know when, you know when I've worked with clients and and helping them to kind of learn how to be present, and knowing that 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 everything that they're you know that could be you know that could be right in front of them, they never knew it because they were always in the past and the future. But by learning how to be present, they they could see things for the first time, and this is so true with what you just said, and. Uh, what are some other examples that you can come up with or other methods that would really, you know, drive this home, what we're talking about here? Because I think these are all great. And I encourage the listeners also to listen to this show again. If you're listening live, to listen to this on demand, because I think a, a few listens is really going to hit home for a lot of people here. Uh, another method that I really love, it's one of my personal favorites, Chris, is called Magnify. And there's an, uh, I've got another interesting story that kind of illustrates this method, uh, which is, you know, how can we make something, um, how can we sort of take it to a, a ridiculous extreme? And the story to go along with that is I was on vacation a few years ago, and there's a town, I was actually on my way to St. Louis, driving on Interstate 70 through Illinois, and there's a town in Illinois called Casey, Illinois. And in Casey, Illinois, they have a sign for it on the interstate. That's how I found it. They have the world's largest wind chime. It's 55 feet tall. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, and, and how that came about was uh, Casey had previously some manufacturing, and they sort of went out. And the, the mayor of the town was kind of a visionary, and he got thinking, what can I do that would attract people into this town so that our other businesses can survive? And uh, he got the idea to build the world's largest wind chime. Well, that was such a big hit 
that now Casey, Illinois also has the world's largest golf tee, the world's largest mailbox, the world's largest rocking chair, <laughs> and and more. And wow! So, so they're they're in the Guinness Book of World Records for more than one are. thing here. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that brings so much traffic into their town to see this that all of these different retail shops and restaurants are absolutely thriving. And it was so popular, Chris. Uh, that was it's such a popular tourist destination. It, the town's only like thirty five hundred people, but it's such a popular tourist destination. They were actually featured on a segment on CBS Sunday Morning. Wow, wow! A town of thirty five hundred people, incredible. Right, and again, doing yeah. something that really would build a thriving community, even even a small community like that. I think that's genius. So for, so for your listeners that are wanting to apply this, how can you take what you're selling or what you're doing to a large and seemingly ridiculous extreme? Because what that does is it makes it remarkable and it makes it stand out. So magnify is a, is a wonderful method to work with. Wow, magnify so, again, folks, if you're listening or will be listening on demand, magnify. Again, these are things that, again, if you really put your mind and really, you know, think clearly, these are things that can really make a difference in what you're doing in your current business or service that you provide. So, any other methods, Bob, that you'd like to talk about, you know, that, that could really, you know, really shed some, you know, new wisdom for people listening? Yeah, here's, here's a, another really good one. Uh, and it's come up with 10 bad ideas. And what I mean by that is, I mean purposefully set up, set out to come up with the worst ideas you can. And let me tell you what the purpose in that is. First of all, it gets you in the habit of coming up with ideas. But when you're purposefully trying to come up with bad ideas, they're all going to seem bad at first. But Somewhere in there, when you do that often enough, there are going to be some pearls. And what seems like a bad idea at first, sometimes on further reflection, you go, wow, you know, uh, that seems stupid at first. But the more I think about that, the better I think it is. So, uh, and, and look, that comes from the concept of why is it that professional photographers get such great pictures. And the reason is, sure, they have maybe a little bit of natural talent. They've got some training. But the reason they come up with so many good pictures is they have they take so many bad ones. They just take oh, a yeah. lot of I mean, them, and they, that's they why took, they come up took, with... <laughs> yeah, it took, it took maybe 50 shots to get that one perfect one. <laughs> right. Yeah, and talk about, like, you know, you know Bob, you, it, that's an interesting point, because a lot of times if people think initially an idea is bad, they may just say, okay, move, they're going to move on. What would be something to kind of say, okay, you know, don't, you know, if, if it seems like a bad idea at first, what would, what would be something that you would recommend how people can maybe not just move forward, but maybe, you know, maybe park it, but then come back to it. Cause like you said, it may come around that all of a sudden, this is not a bad idea. This is a great idea. What would, what well, would be can, something that, you know, to prevent somebody from just 
just eliminating it right off the right off the cusp? Well, that's an excellent question. I can tell you what we do in the training events that we do is we digitally audio record every idea, every one. Mm. And and the reason for that is is the ones that that really kind of resonate a little bit, um, and even some of the ones that don't resonate. Your subconscious mind is still working on those and and sort of massaging them a little bit. And so, and I do this in, in my personal when I'm uh, developing strategies for a client too. Is I'll record those ideas, and then I'll go back and I'll listen to them later. Because even though your conscious mind totally forgot about them, your subconscious mind has been working on them the whole time. And you'll go back and you'll listen to that idea again, and, and you'll come up with new tangents, and you'll come up with new possibilities and new modifications that help you uh, really see the possibilities that maybe you didn't see at first. Wow. Wow, these are some, I mean, fantastic, uh, I mean, just not only, I mean, fantastic wisdom, but these are things that obviously that, you know, if you really put your mind to it, you can apply these things. So, you know, again, audience, if you are hearing this, you know, listen to this again. There's some great ideas. Bob, I want to thank you for sharing this information today. We're getting near the end of the show, and I want to make sure that people can find out where to find you, and more importantly as well, finding you also getting their hands on your latest book, 101 Freaking Brilliant Business Ideas and 10 Ways You Can Create Your Own. Uh, let the audience know where they can find you and also where's the best place to pick up your book. Well, the best way to find me is my home on, uh, my home on the Internet, which is LinkedIn. And um, uh, I'm not the only Bob Sager on there, but I think I'm the only one that has Bob Sager in my URL. So it's just linkedin.com slash I-N slash Bob Sager, B-O-B-S-A-G-E-R. And uh, that's the best way to find me, uh, reach out to me there. And, but in terms of the book, that's available worldwide in both uh, ebook and I think paperback is available most of the world. Uh, but Kindle version or paperback, uh, wherever you are. If you search on 101 freaking brilliant business ideas, it's the top result on Google or if you're just searching on Amazon.com. Well, this is fabulous, Bob. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day today to join us. Again, yeah, your LinkedIn uh, link is in the episode description, so we encourage you, again, uh, to check out the episode description. It is there. Uh, reach out, connect with Bob on LinkedIn. Again, he is a wealth of knowledge, but, you know, that knowledge is only as good as you apply it. So use this information to your advantage. You, you've got some great information today. Pick up a copy of Bob's book. Uh, I got some great tips today and some things that I'm going to be thinking about for my own consulting business. Bob, I want to thank you again for joining us. And audience, we want to thank you each and every week for tuning in to the Sustainable Success radio show. And again, we will see you next Thursday at 12 East Coast time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.